Welcome to Rework, the podcast by 37 Signals about the better way to work and run your business. I'm Sean Hildner. And as always, I am joined by 37 Signals co-founders and the authors of Rework, David Heinemeyer Hansen. How are you today? Well, uh, I was about to say great, Sean, but then I realized <laughs> that's just a thing you say in America. I'm actually not great. I'm kind of shit. I have a cold, but uh, here we go. Let's go. Oh, well, I'm sorry. And <laughs> welcome, Jason Freed. How are you? I'm in America. I'm great. <laughs> Uh, this week, we're talking about getting those quick wins. And uh, to start off, I think maybe can you explain the importance of momentum and especially how you build up momentum and how you maintain it? I think it's highly underappreciated and incredibly important, actually, to just keep moving forward. Every time we, I think, over debate something or something takes too long or whatever, you just sort of get stuck. When you get stuck, indecision sneaks in, more opinions sneak in more reasons not to do something sneak in and it just gets frustrating. Then I think at some point you also start cutting corners because then you just want to get it done. And a lot of things start to fall away. I think uh, in a bad way when you just aren't making forward progress. So um, this is one of the reasons why we do the six week cycles because you've got to ship or move on after six weeks at the most. This is about momentum. It's about other things too, but a lot of it's about momentum. Otherwise you get stuck in a project for you know, six months. And there's, I think, few things are more demoralizing than being stuck on something that just has no end in sight. So it's not just like really, really, really quick wins. It's all all wins, I think, should just need to happen sooner rather than later so you can move on to the next thing and, and keep that, uh, that pace up. The funny thing is, for us, six week is like a long slog. It's right. Like, that's oh, a long man, project. Man, that's a huge project. When I talk to a lot of people, I mean, what do you mean you ship work in six weeks with two people? I don't go, what do you mean you don't? There's just so much work that we do where I look at six weeks and I go like, holy shit, that's a long time. And I get just so impatient. So that sense of momentum to get things rolling, sometimes I just, I need the fix of shipping. I think this is something that's one of the few things it's okay to be addicted to as a product maker, especially <laughs> as a software maker, be addicted to shipping. And I just get like, I get antsy if we haven't shipped, if we haven't done something that hasn't improved the product, if we're actively working on it. I think a good example of this was, um, I think it was last cycle maybe, where I hadn't been programming for a couple of weeks prior. And I was antsy and and we were working on some six-weekers. And then I teamed up with one of our designers, Jay-Z. And we just took like, do you know what? We need to ship something. What can we ship quickly? Okay, uh, in Hey, download all attachments. We had kind of tried to work on that one before and it had turned into a long thing because, because we thought we had to do it a certain way. And then I just connected with Jay-Z. Let's do something in three days. Can we do something in three days? Can we get it out? Boom, out. That level of energy that you, the distance between making a decision that we're going to do something and then seeing it in the wild in like three days, or in some cases, one day, it's just intoxicating. It is what I live for when it comes to software. I mean, not everything can be a a quick win, but the things that can be, oh man, they just feel so great. And they're so great to sort of pepper in there, right? To keep you going between the long, big things. Sometimes we'll work on something that's really important but it takes six weeks. And when we make the announcement, it sounds like it was kind of not a big deal. Like, for example, that download all attachments, right? It was something else we, I think we have another chapter that talks about like a crowd pleaser. It was something that people had just been asking for for a long time. And we knew we should have done it, but it didn't make the, the cut, whatever. Treated it like a quick win. 
And then boom, just get it out there. And people are like, oh, this is great, right? And we, and we get a lot of applause for something like that, which always feels good. But it's it's about having that mix that you have your long, sometimes grinds to get some important stuff done. But then you got to keep sort of the clock frequency going, that something is happening, not just to the customers who are watching, whether you're alive or not, but also to your sense of self. Can yeah. we do this? Another great example was Jason and I did this review of the sign-up process in Basecamp, I think about a month ago or something. We've been talking about like, yeah, do you know what? We should do some things. Maybe we should slim it down. We jump on a call, me, Jason, and Laura, who's in charge of uh, customer success. We walk through the step and really just pause at everything that we just go like, is this right? Is this, Do we need this? Do we not need this? And after that call, we're just like, there's not just a momentum here. There is like impatience and motivations to make something happen. The conclusion we came out of there was we should just cut off this long wizard flow we had that was asking you a bunch of different questions for a bunch of different reasons we no longer really believed in. <laughs> and you could totally imagine that you reach a conclusion like that. You have a meeting, you go through a thing, and then you go like, that is something we should deal with. Okay, let's uh, see. We can... Uh, you go through your calendar two and a half months from now, we can put that on the schedule and we can assign some, or we can just fucking do it right now, (laughs) right? Fucking now this week we're shipping on fucking Friday. That's what's going to happen. Right. And that's what we did. And and, I mean, what's kind of funny about that is sometimes quick wins can be so quick that they're disorientating. And that one was a little bit right. Like it was me, Jason and Laura, and there's a bunch of other people involved in this process and so on. And we were just like, Oh yeah, it's live. You're like, what's live? <laughs> the thing we decided five minutes ago is live, right? So there's some trade-offs here, but I think quick wins are just so important for motivation. And motivation is so important for progress and productivity because productivity is not a fixed, you don't have a hundred items of productivity. If you are highly motivated to get something done, you have 250 and you can just get so much more done. This was the thing on that quick win tear where we did the... Um, download all attachments. We also did contact groups, which was this other thing where you can quickly and hey, write to like 10 people. And you can say, and, and that came because of the mod- or, or the momentum of the other thing, right? Suddenly we went from like steady state productivity of 100, boom, 250. We're on a roll. We're going, let's do this thing, right? What, are, what about you, Jason? Do you do something similar? Will you take a break from a, you know, more long-term project to uh, just get something out there? Mm, yes, there's there's definitely times when you do that. I think it's kind of a it's it's sort of funny. It's like it's like a self care thing, you know. I'll talk about self care. It's like we just need to ship something. We need to do something. <laughs> we need to move forward. So like Sean and I have been working. The other Sean had been working on the the new thirty seven signals dot com site. Yeah, um, and we just shipped a new version a few days ago with some new nav and some stuff. And this has sort of been sitting around like kind of unfinished because we're working on the basecamp dot com site. But that's taking longer just because it's bigger and we're doing like 50 screenshots right now. And just like a lot of mm-hmm. that. And there was just this welled up feeling of like, we've been working on a bunch of stuff and it hasn't seen the light of day. Let's do this for us. Let's just yeah. get this new site out there for us. And so like we, we took a day or two and just kind of tighten that up and, and ship that, I think, yesterday, the day before. Um, so now like there's some new nav in place. It's not a big deal. It doesn't really matter that much, but it mattered because we kind of took it across the finish line and got it out to the public. And now we can say it's done, done. It's out there. We're happy with it. We can move back to finishing this other big, huge project that's been going on for a while. So sometimes you just have to do that. You just have to do that. Same thing's true about writing. I've got a couple topics on my mind. I've been thinking about writing about, and I kind of want to write them in detail. 
but but I, I think I'm just going to probably write like three paragraphs and be done and just get the idea out there because it's like that's it's enough anyway. And so writing is another place where you can do that. But yeah, I think it's important. Very important. It, to me, it's totally that. It's a release valve. There's like a tension that builds up inside if we don't ship or if I don't write. And then at some point, I'm just like, fuck it. I got to do something. <laughs> I almost don't kind of care what it is. I mean, I do. But a lot of it is just to exercise your human capacity. Yeah. My human capacity as a programmer, as a product person, as someone who can ship stuff, if that capacity sort of, ast- it doesn't astrophy, but it's, it's like it doesn't get exercised, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of like you're on a roll, you're going to the gym and then suddenly you take like a six week break and then you go back to the gym. Like it kind of sucks, right? <laughs> like I don't want to get to the kind of sucks place. I don't want to get out of the rhythm. Yeah. As a product organization, we should always be in the rhythm of shipping. We should always be in the rhythm of, of improving. And I think the other thing as, especially as, as 37 singles grows larger, I kind of feel like Jason and I have an obligation to set the realm or the horizon of what's possible. How quickly can we ship things? Does it need to go through a long convoluted process every single time? No, it doesn't. There's a bunch of things where you can have an idea in the morning and that's deployed in the afternoon. And then there are even more things that you can have an idea on Monday and it's shipped by Wednesday. And then in my opinion, there's a 50% of what we do that is theoretically possible to launch within a week. Now, that doesn't always happen. Shouldn't always happen because it'll ship at a certain rate of completeness or whatever. But Jason and I have an obligation to continue to show the organization that's doable. Not only is it doable, it's desirable, it's possible. We can, I was about to say cut corners, but that's not true. We're just taking a straighter line. And it's just that a lot of the obstacles you imagine are just that imaginary and you can go just right fucking through it. I was just writing this um, other thing we were talking about or we're thinking about this thing about like, how do we onboard new programmers and teach them things and so on? And the essay that kept ringing in my ears was Derek Sivers, There's No Speed Limit. It's a wonderful, wonderful essay. Just Google, there's no speed limit, Derek Sivers, and you'll find it. It's like, I don't know. Six paragraphs. It's not a long essay. And anyway, he tells this whole story basically about how he learned a full uh, music education that's supposed to take four years and like a year or something. Because the standard pace is for chumps. That was the key (laughs) line. The standard pace is for chumps. It is set for sort of the average, mediocre, whatever level of engagement, not even talent or, or whatever. And I kind of feel like we need to to have this sense that there's no speed limit. You can do huge things that customers love in three days. Yeah. Absolutely. How much of, Jason, you were sort of talking about this a little bit earlier. How much of the six-week cycle decision that we, we cut ourselves, we, you know, most projects are, are six weeks, is based on this ability to get the quick wins. Is it getting the quick wins and keeping your momentum up a byproduct of the six-week cycle? Or was this, when choosing six weeks, uh, were you taking into consideration, well, that's quick enough that we can keep momentum up? There's a few reasons why it's six. And by the way, it could be seven or it could be five. It's not like six is that magic. But conceptually, the idea is that like it's long enough to do significant amount of work and to ship significant features. It's also not too long. So it forces you to kind of have to cut things and to to really understand what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. And even if you're working on something you don't like, it's almost over before you begin. So it's both long and short. It's adequate and not quite. It sort of has that magic quality of like, it's kind of a weird number, you know, but also the perfect number. 
And most of the time, it forces us to to cut. Um, we typically don't sit around twiddling our thumbs, like waiting for more work to do. It's usually there's not enough time. And that's yeah. good. You want that. But you also don't want to feel so compressed that you feel rushed, which I think is what like four or three weeks would be if everything had to be done in that period of time. Although certainly it's possible. So I think six feels like a like a good like the Goldilocks zone, basically kind of just just right. And everything, by the way, goes six weeks. Also, just to be clear for for listeners, exactly. Right? This is this is the outer boundary. This yeah. is the maximum we'll right. do. Right. In right. fact, when we internally talk about quick wins, we're usually talking about things that take a week, uh-huh. or three days, or one day. We're not talking about the six week or so much. Even though in in another organizational context, they'd be like six weeks. What a quick nothing, win right? that is, right? <laughs> like that is actually on the outer boundary of ours, but it's on this same spectrum of like we can do good big things quickly. That there isn't this iron law that making good software just needs to take months and months on end and it needs big teams and all these other things. In fact, as Jason says, the software that comes out of a constrained process, in our humble opinion, is better. It's not worse. Right. It would not have been better to take the same feature we spent six weeks on and give it six months and five times the number of people. You would get exactly the kind of software that takes six months with five, six people. Like, 10x the amount of complexity, 10x the amount of gold plating, 10x the amount of configuration, 10x the amount of all this other bullshit that's against sort of the ethos of why people buy Basecamp, for example, right? Like mm-hmm. We go through mm-hmm. this often. And the number one thing I keep hearing, I mean, we hear a lot of things and there's a lot of reasons, but one of the key things we keep hearing is like, it's just so easy to get someone to get started with Basecamp. I don't need a manual. I don't need training. There's just enough. All of these things are products of a development cycle that's bounded, that cannot produce this mass of software, that cannot produce software that requires endless configuration and has all these other things in it. So you get the kind of software that you set up the boundaries to produce. Jason, you said something earlier that I thought was interesting. A a quick win isn't just about feeling good after working on something you really like doing, but having that deadline uh, a quick win can be counted as, well, at least I'm done with something that was kind of boring or I didn't really want to be doing in the first place. Is that kind of what you're saying about yeah. work you don't <laughs> necessarily are happy with? You're not. Yeah. Happy I with? mean, like work is work. It's, yeah. You know, some <laughs> days it's, it's not great. Sometimes we're working on something that's not particularly exciting. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're just not into it. You know, that's really what most work is kind of just stuff that needs to get done. And uh, sometimes it's particularly exciting, but oftentimes it's just work. And uh, it's nice to know that there's a there's a bound that you're not going to get stuck in this place where you're on this conveyor belt and you're not really getting anywhere. You're you're walking a lot, but you're not getting anywhere, and it's just frustrating. So I think I think this is a, a great way to handle both ends because if you're really into the thing, you also want customers to be able to use it. So you want it to ship. So there's like the I'm pumped for this. This is great. I want to get this out. And there's also like, eh, not the most exciting project in the world. Well, I'm almost done already anyway. And next cycle is coming up. We can do something else. And hopefully next time I'll find something that's a little bit more exciting. So it's a really wonderful limit, accelerant, you know, in some ways it helps you get things out faster. And then also it holds certain things back until you, you cut them down to get them out. So it's just, it's kind of a good combo of, of all of all worlds. I think the other thing it provides is variety. Yeah. If you've been working on six week projects for like a couple of cycles in a row and like they're big, Oof. heavy, meaty yeah. for us 
complicated projects <laughs> in that they go six weeks and they require coordination. So you're just ready for a change of pace. Mix it up. Like let's, let's play some short games here. Just something that's fast at a different pace. So this is also why we try to schedule people to be, if they've just been on a long six-weeker that was sort of a, a big thing, all right, for the next cycle, let's hit him with some quick wins. Oh, that's like, interesting. Let, let's have uh, mm-hmm. five small things on the menu that they can just bang out that aren't really that convoluted or complicated to work on. And that just sense of pace, when you've done something that runs really long, you're ready for the short stuff. Yeah. When you've done the short stuff for a while, you're ready for the in-depth, deep dive stuff. I want to tackle a big thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It can also, by the way, be at a, at a project level scope, not just an individual, but like we're working on the next cycle right now. And there's a bunch of, we're probably going to hit Basecamp, for example, with a bunch of smaller fan favorites that are just kind of quick wins. Maybe yeah. you get six or seven or eight things done next cycle versus like three big things, that kind of thing. So you sort of want to ebb and flow with that. And that's what's really nice about the, this period of time. You know, we talked a lot about at the beginning of this episode, the benefit of getting these quick wins in is personal momentum or organizational momentum. Uh, but then you also mentioned that you just get it out in front of the customers uh, with these smaller wins. Is that to get feedback or is that more for keeping momentum up? I guess, what are the other benefits of, of releasing early and often? Well, you're, you're making the product better and you're moving on to the next thing and you're able to, you know, in a given period of time, let's call it a year, you're able to just improve the product 12 times. I mean, not if everything takes six weeks, but something six, something, you know, 12, 12 times, 12 things, 12 big improvements or, or more, 20 or whatever in a given year. If you're just stuck on that one thing, which is so easy to do. I mean, pretty much any of our projects could take longer as, as we like to say, like, it's not even just us. I think this is an old, old adage, but like there's a three month version of something and there's a six month version. There's a nine month version. There's a one year version. There's also a three week version. These are all versions of the same idea. Um, ideas don't come with fixed, like this idea must take this long. It's like, no, how much time do you want to give it? What's your appetite for it? And then you work backwards from there. Um, and so anyway, it's just, you want to give customers new things because you want to improve the product. You want to solve problems that are, are existing because maybe they're they're you know annoying people or there's a bug that you need to fix. You want to set something up so you can do something else. Uh, sometimes there's a few things ahead of time that you're kind of thinking about a sequence of, and you need to get something out before you can get something else done. There's all the reasons. There's there's all good reasons to get things out. I would say one thing you want to be careful of is is too much rapid whiplash change. Like you wouldn't want to keep radically changing how something works fundamentally six weeks at a time because that could really confuse people. Otherwise, I think it's a there's there's kind of no downsides to getting more stuff out yeah. uh, quicker. One of the key benefits that I really enjoy is that it's a test of organizational fitness. Mm. Is this organization in shape to be able to do things quickly? Are you capable of turning something around from idea to shipping in, say, three days? Do you have the technical capacity to do it? Can you run through the gamut of systems and validations and checks to push something out in the wild in that time? Do you have the organizational decision-making power and progress to do it? Can you clear all the checkboxes that you need to clear to push something into the wild? If you can't do that in a in a day or three days or, or even a week, your organization is just flappy and it needs to to get on a on a workout to be able to do those things. Because if you just fall into like, well, everything can take 
more than six weeks, like everything can take three months or whatever. You simply lose the, the capacity to do these things. It won't be a big deal if it takes two days to put something to production, if it takes a week to arrive at consensus about whether we should do it, because eh, you're just doing it every three weeks. In my opinion, that's a flappy organization that, that needs to go on a, on a workout. I should also be said that we're doing this without, while still working reasonable hours. I think it's easy for someone to look at, let's get these quick wins, which means I'm going to throw too many hours or too much money at something. Oh, totally. Yes. This is about scope. In almost all cases, it's about scope, not resources. It's not about throwing more people at the problem. It's not about throwing more hours at the problem. It's about restating the problems so that they fit in that. And then, of course, also having an environment where it's possible, both in terms of decision-making pace, but also in terms of technical capacity. Can you actually do it? Can you make something that's good that people would want to use that's not full of bugs and all these other things in a short amount of time? Do you work in an environment where that's possible? This is where like all these things work together. Why do we use Ruby on Rails? Well, that's because of that. Why do we um, focus so much time on, on pays, meetings, or toxic, all these other topics we write about and rework? A lot of them about whipping the organization into a shape where it's capable of delivering quick wins. Well, perfect. I think that's actually a pretty good place to stop. I am back to collecting your questions for future shows. So if you have anything you'd like to ask Jason or David, you can leave a voicemail at 708-628-7850 or better yet, Record a voice memo on your phone and email it to hello at rework.fm. Next week, we're talking about not being a hero. Uh, but for now, I want to say thank you to Jason Fried. Thank you, Sean. And thank you, David Heidemeyer Hansen. Thanks, Sean. Hope you feel better. Rework is a production of 37 Signals. Our theme music is by Clipart. We're on the web at Rework.fm, where you can find show notes and transcripts for this and every episode of Rework. We're also on Twitter at Rework Podcast. If you're following along in the book, next week we'll be discussing the chapter Don't Be a Hero. And if you like the show, I'd really appreciate it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever you're listening to this. Bye.